Um, hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. Good. I think I was, I don't, you know, the allergies right now are so, so bad in Austin that huh. it is debatable as to whether pe- people walk around saying, do I have a cold? Do I have a COVID? Do I have allergies? And they don't know. Everybody that right. I know is affected by it. This is the worst it's ever been in the whole time I've been in Austin. I heard and, everyone's sick. That's what I heard. And they may be sick. I don't know. I had well, no, something. No, well, and I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, normally I would join in with you, except I feel like I've joined in with you on this so many times. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, I used to get colds all the time when I lived in Florida. Boy, is this ever fascinating to repeat. For those of you who are just catching up, this is like when they print those big giant editions of X-Men in black and white. <laughs> so you can, like, catch up on the continuity without having to buy floppies or trades. Right. I remember it like it was yesterday. I used to get sick all the time in Florida. Sick, 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 sick. I'm not sure what the difference is. Uh, behavioral economists could probably make something up. But uh, but then I came here. I got sick less often, but I did start noticing like head-related allergies. I didn't get like hives or anything, but I would <laughs> get snotsy like I am now. Yeah. Like I am all the time. Yeah. So I'm always snorting. I'm still convinced. Like, there's a couple of things. I this I believe. Yeah, yeah. This I believe. Because <laughs> okay. you got me on NPR for, for, for to do a, a very real stirring segment. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for uh, for what's the one where they make, make people cry in a fan? What was that show called? <laughs> God, I, I, I made fun I, I of it. I don't know. I remember my parody of it was called Crying Store, and um, I'll put it in notes. Uh, it was called uh, StoryCorps. It's where you sit in a van and you cry with a relative. Oh, sure. So I'm not sure what my point was, but like I do snort because here's what I believe. This I believe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this I believe. Yes. I believe that I, I, I bought, I, I bought the, the book, uh, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, although mm. I haven't read it yet. No. I'm going to read it, the novel. I'm going to read it. It's about a woman who wants to be put to sleep for a year. So I, what I want is much more reasonable. I would like to be knocked out for 30 days. Okay. Thir- give me 30 days. Like Three, for zero, example, 30. Yes, yeah. there was an episode of House that we watched yesterday. It was probably the best episode of House. It stars um, something someone called Michelle Trachtenberg, who apparently was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Was she? Case, did she play Buffy on Buffy the Vampire Slayer by chance? She plays someone called Dawn. Okay, I never said. Or never as, seen as, that show. Uh, as John Syracuse says, Dawn, <laughs> like a mafia Dawn, because <laughs> they're all pronounced very differently. And uh, anyway, they give her like, you know, they're always giving people out of van, out of van, out of van. Like there's so many like drinking games for house. You want them is you got to get somebody out of van. You got to knock them out. Right. I want something like that. I want something that puts me and I don't sleep dream. I don't care. I just know that until I can have my body teleported and have all of my cells realigned by a computer, yeah. I just would like to be put to put to sleep for like 30 days. And then the other thing I believe, the thing that I feel like I know is that if I could have someone do something to my face that lets my nose work better. Oh, actually, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that. I think I would that. have less anxiety. I think I would sleep better. I probably wouldn't need that grotesque CPAP situation. Okay, so since the last time that you and I talked- Route it out, route it. I actually had a CT scan and for like sinus stuff. And listen, this is the thing that I actually today, this morning had a- doctor appointment because oh my goodness and this I, is about trying to get your because because the you, 
God, breathing. talk about this. Breathing. This is interesting. Breathing. Okay. Breathing. So, yeah, breathing. So well, look at me. I'm damn. Must be nice to breathe. Well, I am like perpetually. Oh, I forgot to close the. A lot of the, people work at Chipotle. The shades in here, and so I'm hearing a little reverb anyway i'll fix that just later. you know just so y'all know i don't know if y'all like to read but dan is basically Roderick Usher. just so y'all know. <laughs> go ahead the fall of the house of dan title <laughs> oh god hold on let me get <laughs> you know you're, you're i mean like in some ways like i don't know you well but like you do you strike know me, me better as than ever can... well i don't like that um you sure you don't want to do another take like <laughs> yeah, like no. where i would like to get to know a different you yeah but you um no it's fine but like you you yeah. are kind of uh, i could see you being in like a 19th century french novel like a decadent novel oh yes please bring it on i mean there's some like you know like uh you know desissant in Ooh. um le bar le bar or uh is it in le bar but like le bar you got Robur. Like you got all these all these books. There's a guy who makes a makes a turtle into a coffee table. No spoilers. Decadence. People right. don't understand. People think decadence means I'm going to roll split fries for the table. No, decadence means you capture a turtle and turn it into 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 a table. You get a turtle for the table. Title. <laughs> See that? <laughs> I talk so fast and I say so little. Yeah. Tears right. and rain. So, so wait now this this so so what give me just I don't want the whole whole thing like your whole life story but give me the what's your journey on this let's yes, talk about CT sure 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 so I started having like bad allergies in my twenties and you know they would give me different things they would work and then I would take a break the nose kind it's not yeah skin, like right? nasacort was the one that worked best you for feel me feel like you got a cold you feel like uh, give me this give me the symptoms though you get well, the run you get the runny scratchy eyes see the whole I nine. don't really get those things I used to in Florida at first but what what has since happened. I don't know the you know the medical terminology for the little drainage passageways that lead from your sinuses to your I guess throat and nose, but mine are always they're very tiny and very clogged all the time. So whereas a normal well, it might, person it might be sclerotic house house wouldn't be interested in this. I now uh, a normal person is going to have allergies and they're going to have like a runny nose. I just get intense sinus pain and pressure that leads to a sinus Ooh, infection that sucks alex has that too that it's, is it's so bad. miserable it's really Talk bad. about suffering in silence and everybody's like oh god you're stuffed up what's the big deal right it's like, oh, now this is really like it hurts your quality of life to it really like does that. and you you feel horrible and so I, you know i was having that now what what's interesting is that's what i had over the weekend now the week earlier I had just been dealing with congestion and I feel like, you know, like you were saying, like sleep quality and other things are probably affected. I don't, I do not have sleep apnea, but I definitely, you know, sometimes will, you know, you know, just kind of know that like I, I was breathing through my mouth instead of my nose because like, it, you know, you'll wake up and you can tell like your throat will be irritated and other things. And so I've actually been to three. You need that. You need that. You need that breath, and and you might feel asleep. When I see that I've slept and my pulse is, is related, but right. I think very similar. Whether it's apnea, apnea is one thing. Another right. thing is like high heart rate. Like if I see I slept and my heart rate was eighty two, it's no wonder my sleep was so crappy. In your case, as with sleep apnea, apnea, which I know you're saying you don't have, but as with sleep apnea, you don't know how poorly you you sleep except in terms of the results, unless it really actually wakes you up. That's right. You like just know that, like, conscious. you just know that you, you feel you feel bad or you still feel you tired. You never get after to the level of sleep that your body kind of needs. Needs, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's going on too. I don't know. So, I, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I've been to Aunt Merlin, man. I'm 51 yeah. years old. I'm 51. You're older than me. Mm -hmm. You know that at the point of life that we're at, 
Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're 25 and you go to the doctor, the doctor's going to say, oh yeah, you know, we're going to put you on this antibiotic. We're going to give you this thing. We're going to do this other thing. You're going to go here. You're going to get this scan. You're going to go through this procedure. And you're like, oh, thank God. Like the doctors, they, they know every goddamn thing in the world. And these, this guy's got me on the right track and they're going to give you medicine. And, I, and like, if you're like me, you go like, I've got to have something that they've seen right. at least dozens of times. Yeah. Hundreds. If not, if not every single day. Am I the first person to have acute hepatitis A <laughs> in San Francisco <laughs> County? Why is this so difficult? Right. And so you, you know, you Seems basically like must come up. You go in there. And they give you this stuff and you walk out and you take the medicine and you have no side effects and they do the procedure and it works fine. And your friends are like, oh, did you have that thing? Like, yeah, I had it. It was no big deal. And then you get into your like 40s and just having the bottle, the prescription near you on the desk causes side effects. And, yeah. you know, it's a whole different story. And then if, if, if you're unlucky enough to actually have some kind of procedure or something that goes horribly wrong and affects your life for a year or two or five or forever, you're definitely a little bit more wary of just, oh, put me on the assembly line. I'll be patient number 257 today. And, you know, you can just start introducing things and always assume that it won't have any impact on anything else. Right. When you're, when you're in lots and lots of ways, when you're 40, when you're 50, whatever it is, you get to a point where like you've been through a lot and you know yourself and you know your body, you know how you react to things, you know what works, you know what doesn't for the most part. And a doctor who respects that and says, Let, <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried something like this before? How did it go for you? Should, would you like to try this thing first before we do that just to see how it goes? Mm. You know, like actually treat you like a human being and talk to you and Where have a conversation with you. quality of life matters because right. quality of life matters for young people, we or, believe. Or, you know, have a conversation with the doctor. And yeah. so the doctor, yeah. my, my primary care doctor, I've been seeing him for like 12 years. He's a great doctor. He's in his mid 70s. He still rides his bike into the, you know, into his office. Like he lived like from his house. DUIs. <laughs> he's you know he's a great guy he's a really great guy really nice and like every time i see him he's like how how's your mom because my mom and his and him are the Aww. same age how's your mom you know like we have a conversation about our lives he's like oh are you That's you nice. still living over in this neighborhood what do you think of it you know we have conversations and you know like he'll he'll say oh you know i remember that time you complained about this thing how is that you know like he remembers you you're a person so i have actually been to three ear nose throat ent doctors and the first two were like clones of each other, different practices. They basically like want to do what I would consider to be pretty serious surgery without really even talking to me very much about my issues. Just, well, look at your CT scan and uh, we're going to do these three procedures. This is how it's going to go. And I'm like, well, I, 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 Dan, I just have to jump in here because yeah. this point this sure keeps coming up for me and, and lots and lots of places is, and I get pushback from people that like, Hey, we're doctors or we're, you know, we're a medical institution. We're a medical facility. We have a <laughs> it reminds workforce. of that stream scene in stripes uh, or not stripes spies like us. We're doctors. <laughs> we're Americans. And then they're hanging upside down right. from the, anyway, go ahead. Call <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, but there's a workflow and like you, everything you do is either fine 
because you're following the workflow or it's disruptive because right. you're out of the workflow. Right. And if it's, if it's stuff that's happening to your body and you're like, well, yeah, but what about this other thing? And you're like, nah, that's not in this workflow. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> and, which I understand. But I mean, like, you know, can you have somebody that's not Rain Man come in and help me? Right. Like, can we talk about my, my health, my larger? Anyway, go ahead. It's, no, I it's, it. a, I it's it. exactly what I'm saying. And, and so like the first two, two, two places were like, we're going to, you know, we're going to do these procedures on you. We're going to do this and the other thing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And so then I found a, a third one who at first I had promised for because it seemed like he was different. He proposed a couple different things. And I said, well, you know, why were these other guys proposing something more significantly major? And they're like, oh, well, they're operating in the sort of 80% of what we were taught in the 70s. And we're in the kind of 20% of doctors who know the new stuff and do the new stuff. And I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. And so wow. I, I thought like, what okay, way to frame that. Yeah. That, that makes sense in my head. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well that's, that's cool. He's like, yeah, he's like, I have people coming from overseas and all this other stuff to come and, and work with us and, and everything. I'm like, okay, great. And then he's like, but okay. Did this come into your life as like, oh, you tried the best. You tried the rest. Now try the best. Did this come in as like, oh, there's a specialist? No, seriously. Like how did, how did you, did you just get lucky? I think, with well, who you talked to her. And you I had, but, somebody but here's the thing. Guy? Here's the thing. He screwed it up. He screwed it up oh boy. because as soon as he, you know, he sees me for all of, you know, I don't know, four and a half minutes, he gets up and <laughs> says, you know, here's such and such nurse practitioner. You're going to be working with her from here on out and I'll see you the day of surgery. I'm like, well, okay, I have a couple of questions. He's like, go ahead and ask her and um, we'll see you soon. And so I asked her a couple of questions and she's like, okay, so this, 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 here's a handout. Here's the things highlighted that we're going to do. And I'll, you know, you can pay right over here at this window. And make sure you pick up your prescriptions. <laughs> workflow, workflow. <laughs> and so like the prescriptions the guy gave me, he didn't go over them with me at all. He didn't ask me what I thought about it or like if I've, you know, maybe I'm allergic to, I'm not, but maybe I'm allergic to amoxicillin. You know, maybe that's a conversation that we would have. But for him, it was more like just connecting the dots and like blah, blah. We've He's like, just, you present, you doing. present this way. This is how we treat that. See you later. Okay. And I was, you know, and I said to the lady on, who was like walking me out, I said, you guys really have a swift operation here. She's like, we see more patients in this office than all the other ENTs in Austin combined. I'm like, yeah. And it shows. And so like the stuff that they prescribed to me, yeah, the stuff they prescribed to me, I'm not saying that it's wrong. And like, maybe we have like a, an ENT doc listening right now who can chime in, but like the stuff they prescribed to me, like I'm, I'm very, you know, one of the things that happens when you have the sinus issues that I have is you all, you're kind of always have a little tiny bit of an infection in your sinuses and it's not bad enough to like really feel it, but because they never fully really drain, there's always like a little something in there. And like one of the ways they treat that is, you know, they give you a, they give you an antibiotic or a spray or something. This guy gave me three weeks, solid weeks of antibiotics, steroid, oral like, steroids, uh, oral, oral pill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oral steroids. Nasal spray, three different kinds of nasal sprays. One is a steroid, one is an antifungal, one is an antibacterial. And like, doesn't go over any of this stuff with me, doesn't talk to me about it. And I'm like, is that, is this really necessary to do like the scorched earth nuke it from orbit approach when maybe my turbinates can be reduced were in you, size with nasacord? You don't, were you reluctant because of not wanting to be antibiotic resistant? You know, I mean, I guess it's like, that's one of I mean, the it reasons to me like he's doing the thing I want, which is like, just throw a bunch of things at this that probably won't make it worse. I don't, I don't care who's right. 
I just want my nose to work. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of also there, but I'm not saying that's good, but that's definitely how my brain works is like, well, that's exactly what I I don't need you to be Quincy here. Like, I don't need you to like, and that for that matter, I don't need you to be house. But like, again, there, I may not need all of this stuff. I may not need it all at once. It may be just the balloon sinoplasty by itself is enough. And I don't need the other stuff. Like, let's try it. Let's see. Well, no, no, it's better to do it all at once. You get in, get out. I'm like, you know, I mean, it's better for you if I do it all at once. No, it's better for you as a patient because you get it all done. It's all done. You have one healing process. I'm like, maybe I don't need the other things. It's like, if you go in, it's, this is my, this is, this is the old uh, Jiffy Lube technique that he's using which is you go yeah, in and as you're as like as you're here we'll change your oil filter too right we'll change your oil filter and you know what we looked at your transmission we saw that you had a, a small leak in the transmission so we went ahead and replaced the entire transmission we gave you four new tires we noticed there was a small leak in one of the brake lines which you have to flush lines you got to flush lines and then there was radiator fluid so we started replacing oh, that geez. in order to do that we had to cherry lift the you know use a cherry picker to yeah. pull the engine out and like that's the jiffy lube it's like almost like that like let's take it one yeah, step at a no, time dude. i think one I think step at a time it doesn't feel far off and i care i don't even have a car but if i did i wouldn't care about it as much as breathing right right yeah it is it is that that feels and like i don't know i i i'm so sensitive about stuff like that and i'm such a i'm so prickly about stuff like that and i'm really trying not to be but it's just sometimes it's really hard not to be prickly about that and it's in fact I think it's difficult. I, I went through this. I'm sorry. I talked about this a ton on some other shows, my whole like medical thing I've gone through. Um, but like you didn't, you, I, I haven't, I need to listen, I guess, to the other one. Is it last oh, week? No, sorry. It's, it's fine. I was in the hospital and now I'm not. Yeah, but you um, didn't, you didn't tell us what it was on this show. Well, what, why would I, why would I need to do that? Okay. I'll listen to your other show. No, no, I just, it's like, I don't think being ill obligates me. To talk no, it about doesn't. It well, no, of course not. Are you familiar with HIPAA, Dan? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, no. No. I had. Uh, I was in the. It, it was. It was a journey. Like. Uh, uh, yeah. But it was. It was. But you're it was, okay. But. I mean, if I'm not, what would you do differently today? I come out there. I come right out there. Come would sit you, with would you. you. Make me chicken soup. Like, like soup. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> give me a. Give me a hot towel. Wrap around my. Head. <laughs> wrap around your head. Right around your head. Uh-huh. Make some soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching a making of Ferris Bueller just this morning, uh, but I didn't know there was such a thing. Hang on. You can't just drop that and move on. W- where is that? I would love to so see that. What is it now? It's my health. It's my Bueller. Yes. Bueller. Uh, yeah. Let me check my history and I'll, I'll put it up for you. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I think what they did was it looks like it's a DVD extra from yeah. later on where like okay. they take some old footage and then they have updated interviews. Oh, you know, uh, Jennifer Gurry's got her new face and whatnot. Um, I'll put this into notes. Ferris Bueller's day off the making of. I'll look at Alan Ruck. Um, Dan, where would people find show notes for whatever this episode is of your Back to Work program? Oh, this is going to be at backtowork.limo slash. Hold on. It's it's loading. It's loading. Oh, I can do it too, probably. Six, I've got it. It's, it's, it's getting a weird uh, 636. 636. Yeah. Very good. Um, And, and so anyway, I, I am admittedly pretty sensitive about the things that you're describing when I feel like I'm getting, like they would say in an old movie, I'm getting the bums rush Mm, of like, mm -hmm. well, you just, we got to get you to that next thing. And it's like, can we just pump the brakes for a minute and like talk about, you know, what we're doing here and what you're signing me up for? Because again, QED, one of the reasons I avoid the entire medical system is it's always a whole thing. 
because they like it being a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And like, no matter what it is, like you're in the gears of the machine. I have three, one of my three different things with specialists I have to schedule has been scheduled. But because now I'm back in the system, like, you know, you didn't do that for a really long time. And I'm like, please never become a drug counselor. Mm. You're so bad at this. Mm. Like, you understand that, like, this is why fat, fat, queer, and black people don't go to the doctor. This is why non-neurotypical people, neurodiverse people don't go to the doctor. This is why. Yeah. It's because it starts with me getting shamed about being outside your workflow. Right. Right. And it's like, you know, uh, they're all just, just remember, these are mostly people who were better than you in biology in 10th grade. Right. Yeah, and now this is it's the same people. Just think about who was better than you in biology in tenth grade. That's who your doctor is. Suddenly, they don't seem quite like the Mount Rushmore figures that they make themselves out to be. Yes, I see you have a lab coat. That's very nice. Um, but you know what it is? It's just that like I I I am simple enough. I'm basic enough. I'm Ohio enough that like could you just not be a dick about this? Could you just not? put me in a position where all I'm supposed to do is say yes, sir, to you, because that makes me not, makes this feel less credible to me. And maybe it's just because I'm a snowflake, but like, and again, the last thing I'll say about this, like I am, I'm a white middle-class guy with really good insurance and I had a terrible time. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm really not saying this for clapping. I'm not trying to sound woke. I cannot even imagine what it's like to not have all of those things on your side. Right. The treatment you get. Yeah. So it's frustrating. Yeah. Right. But I was just looking up your rhinoplasty. This. Did you have that done? No, I haven't had any of this stuff done. They. They want you Is it to in do the workflow. Do you need to get rhinoplasted? Okay. So it's not rhinoplasty. It's septoplasty, and there's other things. Oh, sorry. Sign, sign, I'm sorry. I don't have the link open <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> right. I was hoping Google would have one of their amazing images yeah they they when have you search some for a health thing and they and they show you i highly thing. recommend people do not watch turbinate uh reduction surgery on youtube don't do that just do turbinate, yourself a favor turbinate, turbinate. reduction don't surgery. don't do it i'll add it to my kill file Ugh. um so file. the you know i went to my regular doctor and mm-hmm. i said look at all this stuff that this guy you know gave me and he's like yeah he's looking at it. he's like okay yeah okay and i'm like D- you know, do I need all that? And he's like, well, you know, you, you might. And he's like, but, you know, he's like, surgeons uh, are surgeons and guys that, that don't operate in that sphere sometimes want a medical approach first. He's like, what he's done is he's given you basically every medical approach, <laughs> basically the Merlin man, you know, yeah. nuke it from orbit method. He's like, he's he's covering every base that you might have. He's giving you three times the normal length of antibiotic course because he wants to make sure he gets everything. He's giving yeah. you this stuff to spray in your nose I mean, and the steroids fairness, though, to those, do Those everything. are not things that are unlikely to cause you deleterious effects, probably. No, right? I, I would probably be fine. I mean, antibiotics in me in general means I've got to, uh, you know, uh, like uh, have a lot of probiotics because my yeah 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 because you you're know, very sensitive stuff. Yeah, to sure. it. But like, would it hurt me? Man, probably be just fine. But, you know, it, it's like, do, do I need all of this? And his approach is like, he's like, you know, if you want to take a more relaxed approach with that, he's like, just try using Nasacord for a couple of weeks and see how it does. That might That's be all you spray, need. Spray in. Yeah. You can pick it up at Walgreens. Yeah. He's like, you know, get some of that and try it. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. that's enough. Maybe it's not enough. Okay. If, if that's not enough, it's just been two weeks of your life. So, you know what? Then maybe we'll look at another <laughs> part. Maybe we'll look at another thing. He's like, that's, that's the approach that I want. 
which is like, try a little bit and see. I don't need to be in a rush. And may, you know what? Maybe I do wind up getting all these things that they want done, done. Maybe I wind up needing it. Maybe I wasted a month. But guess what? I've wasted 51 years, dude. Like, another mm-hmm. month isn't going to kill me. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe bet, I'll, maybe I bet. in a month I'll get fed up and I'll want the Merlin Man style of well, new kit Well, but Morgan. like, also, I mean, there's reasons not to do that, that... I mean, honestly, I'm not, not that simple. I understand there are reasons. I've watched enough House. I'm, mm-hmm. We're very far into season two. They're mm-hmm. very long seasons. But like, I know enough that like, there's a point. We haven't gotten a name for this yet in our house. But like, the, we're, we've watched so much House that we're getting to where like, there's names for the bits. And there's a bit that happens, you know, like when you watch Law and Order and there's a half hour, 29 minutes of Law and then 29 minutes of Order. And like, you get used <laughs> to that formula and like, oh, you're tricking me. That celebrity is not going to be the one who did it. They're going to be the one who, whatever. You get used to like all those tropes. And one of the tropes is usually like about 25 minutes in or so you get this like, but if we treat them for X um, and they don't have it, they'll die. And if we treat them for Y and they don't have it, they'll die. There's always this, like, if we choose this one thing, it will kill them. Like they have the opposite of this disease right? or we don't know what it is. And, right. you know, so I understand you can't always do that. You probably shouldn't just start giving people out of van because they want to go to sleep for a month. I'm not right. a doctor. No. Ba- barely have a bachelor's degree. Bachelor of Arts. Yeah, what arts. is that? Hi, I'm an arts bachelor from Florida. How are you? Nice to meet you. Um, that's, that is, that is frustrating. And it does feel like the bums rush sometimes, doesn't it? You know, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like we'll have to see what, what happens. I'm just taking it, you know, day by day, with, you know, see what happens. I'm trying to break, well, I'm not very, I'm not trying very hard, but you know, I, a thing I do, and I'm happy to admit is I'm constantly doing other people's bits, frequently bits from like podcasts that I love, mm. and like whatever. But I know it's, it's like the first scene in Freaks and Geeks where the guy's doing Bill Murray, you know, and the guy's <laughs> impersonating him in Caddyshack. <laughs> and it's like, that's me. That's my whole career. It's like doing the Bill Murray voice, mm-hmm. you know, over there on Briar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Two. I, I'm, I'm going to avoid like actually quoting this, but I flipped on a thing last night. And I want to recommend it to our listeners because I thought it was really funny. If you got the HBO app, uh, Max Original, uh, yeah. Gary Goulman, born on third base. Gabba Goulman. Gabba Goulman. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you got your macaroni and gravy. Uh, he, 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 like you, is from the tribe. Um, and, and, and like us grew up poor, but like poorer than us, like, yeah. like, but anyway, he's a very funny standup comedian. He's it's, a, and I'll just, he gets my official okie dokie. He's very, he's a very smart standup comedian. So at the risk, so mainly I'm, I'm, I'm framing this as, Hey, you should go watch this guy's standup special. Cause I really enjoyed it. Um, but also like uh, this enables me to almost quote something that he said, and he's talking kind of about this issue. And it's a bit, it's a classic standup bit. Right, I mean, sure. CK covered ex- most of what you just said very, in a very funny way before. No, that's just a thing you do now. You have mm. your ankle is shitty. Like you've just got to do that. That's just a thing you do now. Yeah, I love yeah, that phrase. Yeah. But um, Gary Goulman, he's talking about, he's like, look, I don't, <laughs> I don't have, I don't necessarily have anything against like specific dentists, but I do have a thing against dentistry. And, <laughs> and boy, is this ever right up my alley after going through what we went through with my kid and what I remain convinced to this day, it's not dentistry technically, but what I'm convinced was like almost completely unnecessary orthodontry. Mm. And let's just say like two of the three decision makers in our house, the two major decision makers d- agree on a lot of things, like a lot, 
but which mean you know only becomes interesting to talk about what we differ on. One of the things my wife and I really differ on is like she just does what doctors say or mm-hmm. what medical professionals say. And it might surprise the listener to know I'm very much not like that. I'm very it's to me it's much more like a guy who says, "Hey, can I have five dollars for gas? My kid is in the car." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's let's talk about that." You know, I could just give you the five bucks, which I usually do. I just give the doctor five dollars. But like, no, I want to talk. I want to talk more about what your plan here is. And Madeline's more like, like my dear mother is like, oh, if someone in authority said it, if or as Gary Goulden says, yeah. if a rich person said it, you've got to do it because they must be right. But talking about dentists in particular, and like they do, some of them they just don't take insurance. And like, oh, that free cleaning, that's just a thing where we get in here to find $8,000 worth of work that you need. Right. Like, but like his jokes, he's so funny. He's like, you can go into the emergency room and like get open heart surgery for a $45 deductible. But like a guy who basically fills small craters in your teeth won't take insurance. Yeah. And it really does. It does feel sometimes like a little bit of cabal is too weighted of a word, but at least like a, a cartel in some ways. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, the, the, I, I told you, I, I used to go to a guy whose sign I can see from my bedroom window. Like I heavily patronize places I can see from my window. And um, that was one. And he was fine. Couple, I, you heard this before again, greatest hits, but like a couple things to know about him. Like one thing is that, that when you're in the chair, he has screens everywhere, but you don't like get to pick, do you want to watch a bug's life? No, no, it's a slideshow of photos that just runs and you, mm. you have to see them. Mm-hmm. And it's about 50% of two different things. Um, one is New Yorker style cartoons about the field of dentistry that one imagines he <laughs> has decided are, are humorous. Okay. So you're in the chair looking at New Yorker cartoons, not even New Yorker cartoons, not like clever, not even Herman level cartoons. You know, Herman could be very funny. But but just you know like one one panel cartoons about like oh what's the matter you can't talk with uh, uh, and also things he's made as a woodworker so like his mame cabinet so a dental joke <laughs> mame right? cabinet sure. dental joke sideboard but the worst part was his mom is his hygienist and she is she is as, as they say in England a bit of a character mm. and uh, I hated her. Because you know, one thing she would always do is, of course, you go in there. They don't just get, I mean, like, okay, back to Jiffy Lube. You ever go to Jiffy Lube and they're like, it's been so long since you've been here. And like, now we're going to make you, you can't leave here until you tell us you're sorry for how long right, it's been. Right. Whereas if you go to the dentist and they're like, wow, it's been a while since you had a cleaning. We're going to have to give you the super cleaning where we knock you out. And like, uh, really? Okay, thank you. And then every single time on at least three occasions, she reaches into a drawer reaches into a file folder and hands me a multi-page printout of a thing that says, if I don't floss every day, I will die of heart disease. Yeah, yeah. She would give that to me every time. Oh. And, you know, I said this in the wisdom document and I, because I, I believe it, which is like, be, start noticing the people in your life who motivate you solely by fear. Because in my <laughs> opinion, the people who want to motivate you solely with fear yeah. tend to know they don't have another option. Right. Yes. If somebody had a way to persuade you with words or deeds, they would do that. Mm. But if all you ever get from somebody in your life is fear or for that matter, like for the like borderline personality disorders in your life, like people who just really like a certain amount of chaos mm-hmm. and, and you're like, mm, mm-hmm. and that's dentists and their mothers. Tell yeah. her I said hi. Yeah. 
So, and the other thing he said, the thing that first made me think of this, Gary Goulman, born on third base, very Gabba funny. Uh, the thing that made me think, go, 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 go. Sonny breaks his camera and throws money on the ground. Um, but, but, uh, but uh, I just watched Godfather this week. But, um, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but he says, he's like, he's like, <laughs> I laughed so hard. My kid didn't laugh. I laughed. He's, he's, I'm not going to do it as funny as he does it because he's a comedian. But he's like, he's like, you know, they say you go, <laughs> you're going to the dentist. Like what they should really call that is going to the dental hygienist featuring the dentist. <laughs> and it's really true. It's like when Sean Connery shows up in the Robin Hood movie and you're like, oh, wow, Sean Connery was in this movie at the very end. Like, oh, don't tell anybody. It's a really cool cameo. And like then your dentist comes in and goes, well, did my mother warn you about your heart? It's like, no, thank you very much. I love your main mission. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for stopping by. Guy whose name is on the sign with a big tooth. <laughs> oh my god! Those magazines are all just covered with snot. You ever think about the toys that are in like a doctor's office? You ever think about that? That um, Fisher Price garage is just covered with snot. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's, Little kids. Yeah. Gary Goulman. <laughs> what kind of sandwiches you got? Yeah, gotta 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 go. That's not funny. Why am I saying that? I like Hi, Dan. It. How's it going? I'm sorry about your nose. Can I tell you about something I like, Merlin? Yeah, I suppose. I really do like HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Have you heard? Fresh. Have you heard of HelloFresh? The listeners, the good news do you think they know Hello what Fresh. it is? <laughs> Let me the tell you about Hello from the extreme HelloFresh Bible. So this is really, actually, I really like this service. You get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, and they also do seasonal recipes, and they deliver them right to your doorstep so that you don't have to go to the grocery store. You count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And it's actually America's number one meal kit. Did you, I did not know that, but it is. This is true. Somebody's got to be. And one of the things- my, like, my, my wife loves these things. There are, there's, there's two she issues- She fresh like a lot, like, like, and then makes yes. it into food. Yes. And this is- the, I know it is a box. It's just, to you, food. it's just a box and later well, then there's food in the kitchen. It's a brown box title. <laughs> I, I don't interact. I don't interact with it except having to carry it up like everything. But um, I mean, it's nothing against them. They can't, if they did bring it up, I'd probably be upset. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like that, the, that's your thing. In the elves, like if you fix my shoes, you, shame on me. You do not grant your family agency <laughs> to bring up the box. That's a, that is a you thing. Well, I mean, otherwise it's a fire hazard. There's already I hear children's now, shoes I, down there. It's called the kill zone for a reason. It's where I hear I'm going to die. It's not where we store a box of food. Hello, fresh. I, I mean, I, I hear you. Um, okay, for me, for me, there's two things that I find Hello Fresh is good for for me. Number one, mm. I don't like going to the grocery store. And I don't like shopping. And number two, because I don't like to go to the grocery store and don't enjoy the shopping. When I do go, I just buy the same things every time. And well, I think there's something that happens. I've talked about this an awful lot in a in a previous life, but I, I whenever I so much stuff where I either want to like use the metaphors just keep coming back for me. Like house building a website is kind of like building a house. You know, there's all those kinds of things. I think the grocery store is such a good example of so many unusual cognitive phenomena. Before we even get to all the stuff about why is the milk in the back and all that kind of stuff. Right. I just mean the phenomena of like my brain. There's a reason I make a list before I go to the store. Well, to be honest, there's a reason I get Instacart, which is I hate going to the grocery store. But if I do have to go, I have a list in my hand 
Yes. And whilst I might pick up something I forgot I needed, I am super focused You're on those stuck things. stuck to the list, right? Why. I'm the same way. Yeah, well, because, yes, yes, yes. Because I, I, I again, forgive me for quoting myself again, but like, this is why you put toilet paper on a list before you go to the store. Right. Toilet paper goes on the list when you're sitting on the can. Because once you are in the aisle at the store, are you thinking about toilet paper? No, you're mm -hmm. thinking about getting out of the grocery store. And getting out of the grocery store is a different state of mind from being in the toilet. And and like I I dislike it so much that if they can bring, bring up a brown box, brown, brown box, I'll carry it up. I'll carry it up and then I'll even eat it. You'd all eat it up yum. It's all fresh. Hello, Fred. So the, the one thing you like, one thing you like about it is that they give you this stuff with the fresh ingredients and whatnot because you don't like going to the store. Well, yeah, it saves you time, and they, they so basically you, it saves you time. It they send you the food, they give you the recipes. You kind of you choose your meals. You tell them when you want it delivered. They basically they do the meal planning for you. They do the shopping for you. All you do is you open your brown box. Everything is pre-proportioned in there, and then there's the step-by-step -step recipes. You don't have to think about it. The second thing that I like about it is that. It keeps you from getting bored making the same like five things over and over and over every and single week. And you don't have to be the one who makes it not boring. That's right. Like they I saw a 3D that printed thing, Dan. I saw a 3D printed thing that made me very, very sad. Like so many 3D printed things, including Velma lifting her sweater. So many things that make me <laughs> upset. And, and one of them is the thing, you know, that thing like there used to be apps like this. You call shareware. And you say like, oh, Paul, Paul wants to go to the wings place. And and Ben wants to go to barbecue and you right. spin a thing and it tells you, what, but it's all little tiles oh. of like fast food franchises. It looks like a tile puzzle <laughs> and you like choose. Do you want, you know, Frankfurter Joe's or, or do you want like lithium Linda's or whatever? <laughs> and it's just, it was so sad to me that like, oh my God, this is all of your choices. And it's because it's, it becomes stressful. It becomes annoying. And if you're like me, I am frequently, I'm happy to pay for an order dinner. I don't like having to be the one who makes everybody give me their order no, and then gets worst, yelled yeah. at if it didn't arrive in oh, time. Yeah. It's very stressful, Dan. Yeah, Brown it box. is. Yeah. And so like I checked before this because I wanted to make sure I had my facts right. Yes. There are usually between 29 and 31 days in a given month. And HelloFresh has over 45 yeah, yeah, yeah. dinner options. So what that means is if you were to go wow. with these guys for like everything, you would net, you basically, you get at lithium Linda's. Yeah. You're never sure. going to repeat. You're never going to repeat. No, 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 no repeats. Uh, so here's the, they have in this, uh, in this read, uh, what, what's called Merlin. I would like to educate yeah. uh, you. It is called okay. a call to action. CTA baby. Yeah. And so I'm going to drop it right now. That does not on mean Grand Theft Auto. Audience. It's go to hellofresh.com slash. This is the URL. You got to pay attention. It's the only one that you can use. If you listen to another podcast, delete the podcast from your phone. Okay. Resubscribe to this one. Make sure it's up to date. And then go to hellofresh.com slash back to work free. Back to work free. And then you use. B-A-C-K-T-O-W-O-R-K-F-R-E-E. -E. That's it. And you with, get, with with American words, yes. And you're going to use no that code back to work free for free <clears throat> breakfast for life. What? Yeah. So you get one breakfast item per box as long as your oh. subscription is active. They just they put it in there. That's free breakfast for life. It's at hellofresh.com/slash/back to work free Hello with code back to work free and uh, America's number one meal kit. That's our sponsor. Oh. Thanks very much, Hello Fresh, for making this show possible, Merlin Man.
Thank you, HelloFresh. Buck, buck. I was just, um, I mean, not while you were doing your advertising reading. Of course not. Um, which we abbreviate to ad read, but not during your advertising reading, but earlier I was looking for links for, for decadent literature. So I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to, well, no, these are books I read and I'm not trying to sound fancy, but I did take a really good 19th century French literature class where I read a lot of these things that end up being a big deal for me. And so the books I'm talking about, one is called La Bas, or I think it's called like, you know, the, the bottom. And I think, I think they're both by a guy called uh, We Small and they're both in there. I'm also putting a link into the internet science page for um, decadent movement <laughs> as in like, Cause like, I think when people go like, Ooh, sticky buns, that's so decadent, mm. which is fine. But like, that's not really like what it means. It like, it probably even means something different on Francaise, but I'm going to send you this picture that I like. This is a, a painting. That's the sort of hero image for the Wikipedia page for decadent movement. And I'm clicking, Oh, you're up there now. I don't like that photo of you. I need a different photo. How awesome is this painting? Which, which photo of me? The one with my little beard? Well, there's the one where you, you look like, I don't know, you're like talking on a phone. I really don't like this one. This one with your beard, it's fine. You yeah. look handsome, but like, it's not, it's menacing. So I sent you a photo. Oh, the one with me holding the, the phone is menacing. Oh, yeah. I got rid of that one a long time ago. Oh. But this is this is called Porno, Pornocrates. Yeah, I'm into this. Sounds Pornocrates by Felician Rops from yeah, 1878. Yeah, I like it. A plus. Isn't that amazing? And it's a, it's a topless lady with a blindfold. Well, she's, what is she wearing? She's got some clothes on, not a lot of clothes. She's kind of like, if you like, maybe a little bit of a courtesan. She's got like a little outfit on, but like you can see her, you know. <laughs> and see everything you want to see, you know. But it's too late because I've seen everything. Right. And she's walking a pig. <laughs> she's walking a pig on a leash and there's three little baby angels. I love this painting. And I'm going to learn about Pornocrates, which does sound Greek to me. Mm. What does that mean? It's considered the best known work by Rops. Uh, when Rops was 45 and living in Paris. Anyway, those books are, they're, they're, they're a good read. A lot of those books, you know, decadence. So my topic, decadence. my like, topic for phrase, today. The, the phrase, well, the <laughs> phrase people you, you hear sometimes that, that achieved a new interest in the late nineties, mm -hmm. you hear fantasy ecla, mm. like end of an era, right? Like, oh, you get like, there's this thing that happens at the end of a century including the titular Ramones album. But like fantasy Eclo, like that's when people get crazy. You get like that Ray Fiennes movie where it's Y2K and everybody's running around taking drugs. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that Y2K thing? Did you watch that special on Y2K? It wasn't very good. No, I heard it wasn't very good. I just skipped it. It wasn't very good. It was like, it, it's, you know, whatever. Like, But then I do kind of think to myself, like, who is that for? Mm. And I, I think, well, you know, not in a mean way, but I think who that's for is somebody who didn't, who'd heard the, the three letters Y2K, but didn't. Hadn't even seen Office Space. Because mm. mm -hmm. you know that's a plot point. Yeah, big one. Fixing the Y2K problem. Yep. And you meet that Canadian guy who was the doom and gloom guy. Anyway, uh, por por pornocrates. La dame a cochon, or the lady with the pig. The lady hmm. with the pig. La lady with pig. <laughs> Great Christoberg. Oh so I've been as you I like I like don't play don't pay the fairy man. That's the song biz that I like. I have been on Merlin. I've been on this um ever since I got this iPad and I've been using it for a lot of stuff. I've been kind of trying to optimize how I organize. This is, this is like a topic. This, this is, is my topic? topic. Yeah. Oh, nice. In our last ten to fifteen minutes. 
I don't think it what? needs more than that. Yeah, we've been what? on it almost an hour. Um, that's not accurate. Time flies. Man. Okay, I'll stop. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Forty-four huh. minutes. Walk, walk, walk on a pig. And so, but now that you've leaned into the iPad lifestyle, it's found a place in your life. Uh, previously, we've gone over like, you know, this this is a. Uh, as much as we all still want things to get better with iPad OS and mm-hmm. we all have our wishes and wishes and dreams and whatever, but uh, you've gotten very into it. It's, I guess what I'm getting at is it, it sounds like the iPad has iPad pro has found a place in your life and in the way you like to work. I have. And I, one of the things that I have been, I guess you'd say most focused on is kind of, you know, organization, it's not just about organizing stuff. It's also about adhering to the rules that you set for yourself to do that kind of organization. For example, making a to-do list is wonderful, but you have to actually look at the to-do list later to do any of the things that are on the list. So I mean, to, 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 to paraphrase Jerry Seinfeld, you know, you know, you know how to, (laughs) you know, you know how to, make the reservation, but you don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's the real point of it. Yes. Yes. I I have a lot to say about organization that is not in support of something. I mean, it's, it's a big thing and it's, there's so many little potholes on the way to getting that straight because it's about so much more than quote being organized. It's, it's, you know what I mean? You realize pretty quickly that like, no, I actually have to think about my life to do this, which I think is some people are more reluctant to do than they want to admit. Yeah. And you know, like the big thing for me is like, obviously like there's, it requires a certain amount of focus, discipline, things like that so that you can, you know, if, if you're going to go to the trouble to make the list or use the app or whatever, you know, that you want to actually, it should be easy to look this stuff up. It should be easy to check things off. You know, like for example, most of the apps that I've been using and the the two in particular, and I'll tell you why I'm not using things and I'll tell you why I'm not using reminders. Uh, but the two that I've been focusing on, one that we talked about a long time ago that I think you used for a while after we talked about it uh, is called TickTick, not TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another one is Todoist. If you were to look online or look on which, YouTube, which if you wanted to work with Siri, you have to pronounce Todoist. Just you know. oh, I did not, I did not know that. So <laughs> yeah, it's, to, it's, a, it's a joke in the community, but it's true. There, people love that one, and that one does, in my opinion, have the better interface. But there are other things that are kind of interesting. Another one is, another one is Clear. That's clear kind of coming back lately. There's a new version of Clear that people are excited oh, about. Check you know. that one out. I didn't know about and that they, one. Well, it's neat because like we do have options for different. If you want. Well, too many options almost um, kind of but the good the good news is if you want oh i remember clear for, real simple i think i feel like i learned about it from adam lissagor a million years ago mm-hmm. but you um but like there are so many paths to i hate that phrase yeah. managing yeah. tasks but I, I understand why people say it but like to capturing and doing the things that matter to you there are there are apps for that the apps have gotten better. The syncing has gotten better. And then in some ways it really, I feel like it just becomes a question of like, I don't want to put this negatively, but how much overhead do you need? Like how much infrastructure and metadata and all that kind of stuff do you yeah. need? Like, what are you willing to give away to make this faster or whatever? Well, like, but- like there's, there's something that like, here's again, with as much automation as I can, because <clears throat> my whole goal is to not think about things if I have technology, technology is computers are very good at lists, 
Computers are very good at reminders, repetition. Yes. So for example, let's say that I know I'm going to Walgreens later to pick up my allergy medicine. But what I also need there is, you know, um, maybe I need some new dishwasher, you know, dish uh, gloves, or maybe I need, my kid wants a candy bar, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Well, I could just, I could make a list and the list would be called Walgreens. And then as I'm in Walgreens, right, I'm going to start to check things off. But what if I'm busy and I maybe even forget that I made a list, right? Or what if hmm. I don't want it to work that way? What if- nice if it will pop the, up when you're geolocated to that. Why, yeah, what if the next time that I'm by the Walgreens, even when I'm driving by the Walgreens, it will say, pick up a candy bar or whatever. Then it's like, oh, I do need to stop there. You know what I mean? And imagine that as you're doing the things that you do in the day, you're getting reminders that say, you need to do this thing, not just because of the time. Helps you develop confidence that right? you don't you don't need to be your own alarm clock. Yeah. And there, how many times have you gone somewhere and said, oh my God, like I forgot that I even had a list of stuff that I needed it. How many times you go well, to I Target mean, and forgot you're, the you're paper towel? You're only towels? 51, but how often have you gone somewhere and you didn't get the thing you went there for? As in me, every time I go to a hardware store. Which is why I now always carry an index card with the things I want on it. Because like, oh, the whole reason I was here was for this Dremel, you know, uh, bit thing. Like a, you know, like a Dremel sanding kit or something. Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I did buy a new toolbox and a new Leatherman and a flashlight and all this stuff I don't really need just because I love that store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I forgot the reason I went. And that's because you have a one, you, me, listener, we all have a normal human mind that has a lot of stuff going on. And uh, the word I was about to use when you described, or like, I guess I chimed in with geolocation for like a, a store or something. Yeah. Like in GTD, we call that contexts, mm-hmm. or you can call it tags if you prefer. But in this instance, like the context of, well, now it's time for me to make a mental pivot table title. I need a mental pivot table table that goes from the thing that I'm freaking out about project-wise today I got to put that sweep that totally aside. And I just need to look at the context for what I can do right now, which I will forget if I'm obsessing about that project instead of honoring my pivot table. Right. Yeah. And so like, there's, there's all of these little things and you know, you might say, well, I never want location notifications. Okay. Well then, you know, maybe a different app is fine. Um, But like one of the things I find to be annoying and some apps let you change this is a lot of the time I am just I have, I have something that I want to remember. I don't know what it is. You know, maybe I need to like remind myself to check the mail. Maybe I need to remind myself to take the trash down. Maybe I need to remind myself to do some important project for work. You know, maybe it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm about to go to bed and I have an idea for something I want to research tomorrow. I don't want to have to, you know, unlock my phone, open an app, search for the right category of list find the thing, do the thing, whatever. I want to hit a big button that has like a plus on it and, and speak into my phone or type quickly, you know, research cutting boards and Hmm. that's it. And then hit the, and that's it. And I want to be done. And I don't want that to go into my today list because then it attaches a date to it. And then I'm going to start getting notifications overnight. And in the morning saying you're a day late in research, you way ahead of a lot of cutting boards who think, who are still getting started with that system and have not developed trust in their own system, which there are so many paths to getting to where you trust your own system, but they all involve you. Right. But if you don't trust in your own system, then you can't really get the benefits of what people call task management, which is I want to be able to focus on the thing. My, like the reason I get the big bucks is I know what to do today. 
or perhaps even more saliently, I know what to do this morning. I know what I need to be doing now. And by extension, that means I quote unquote know the 10,000 things I don't need to be doing. By which I just mean, I trust my system enough to know, and obviously this is very influenced by David Allen's getting things done, but like that's what gives me confidence to just work, just talk to you right now is I know that there's nothing blowing. I mean, all I've done so far is like talk with you and, and make a link on Mastodon to that painting of the lady with the pig. I, I, I'm not fretfully following something that I can't do anything about mm-hmm. because I have a system where I trust that will come up to me contextually either by time or location or by condition will come up to me and then but that also then all right that has a big impact on which one of these apps you commit to yeah no it does it really does you know and so like i'm 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 using these things and i'm I'm like studying them and i'm trying to you know figure out the best one and i i really want to try out things now things doesn't have locations but that's mine that's what uh, i use you know, and I, I think I, okay. So first of all, I used to use, um, the things to do app, like when it first came out, which was what, like 15 years ago. And I was all about it. And then it wasn't they used that to, long after Omni. No, Focus. it wasn't. It was and I big, mean, that was the competition for Omni Focus, which for my own reasons, I was more connected to things was, I think our, they sponsored our show. They sponsored a lot of shows that we did over the years in the, in the past, unless I'm remembering everything like completely wrong. I remember that. And, you know, I really like the company. I really like what they do. I do not complain or mind spending money on something that I'm going to get and something that I'm going to really use and enjoy. The frustrating thing that I found about things is that most of the stuff that I'm doing now, I mean, like, yes, I'm sitting in front of a computer now, but the computer, the Mac, as you say, is one of, you know, three or four tools that I have now that I use for my work. Um, When I'm recording something like we're doing now, I'm using the Mac for that. If I'm building out a, a user interface or something, prototyping something, I use the generally I'll use the combination of um, I'll probably start on my iPad with the pencil and I'll use that mock-up app, which a listener and a couple other people recommended to me a few weeks ago. Love it. And then I'll take that and if I need to into sketch and that's usually on my Mac again. So like there's different purposes for that. There's different tools. If I'm note-taking, I may use a pen and paper. I may use, you know, a little, uh, know like good notes on the ipad like there's different things i know each longer... of which represents if i could just chime in quickly yeah, please each of which depending on how you look at it can and possibly should represent some kind of a modal change not simply in the tools that you use or the media that you accomplish it with but also in your if you like state of mind if you're doing interaction design on an ipad that's really different than trying to like Going like, oh, I have so much email. I need to go to my Mac and do it there. Like those, those are different kinds of things, and it's yeah. it's kind of it, it's just to state the obvious is like it's kind of unfair to like have multiple modes in your life and like blame the tools because they don't work for that. Right. Well, and you know, tools for whatever you want to do if you can stick to it and make it work. As David Allen said in two thousand one, GTD right. is meant to be done with two pieces of paper. You don't right. you have one call projects and one call tasks, and that's the entire system. Everything else is just, you know, really it's like it's like from basic D D to A D D. 
it's all still the same kind of role playing. It's just got more specific rules. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people who would hear me saying that and saying, wait, like you use multiple things you do that. Well, everyone does that. If, if I said to you, um, we need to tear down this wall because it had termites in it. So we got to tear it down and we got to replace it. You're not going to try and do all of that with a saw. No, you need a hammer and a saw. And a, Even you know. if you really like your saw and it's a nice saw. Right. And there are mm-hmm. a, a lot of there are a lot of tools that you would need to do one job. And that's because the one job is made up of lots of little jobs and you know, you you've got to do those in a certain order and with certain tools. And sometimes if you and have a job, doesn't care what tools you like using. No, it doesn't. It, you have to use what's that's, required. That's kind of what makes it a job. In some ways. And you know what, back in when I used to be in wood shop and, and um, metal shop, which was much more cool than wood shop. Thank you. Uh, back in high school, you know, the, the, it's the same thing that like, I think every shop teacher has yelled a million times, the right tool for the right job. You know, you, you, we have three different kinds of hammers here because there are three different kinds of hammering and that a we hammer, might do. A hammer is not a mallet. A hammer is not a mallet. It's not a, as a rubber, you, uh, like as if you, you say, a ball peen hammer. If you want to close up, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to close your paint can, I'm not an expert on this, but if you want to close, whether it's your paint can or in my case, my can of like, you know, uh, army paint or shade, like I'm, I, it's better to use a rubber mallet for that. Right. But if you need to like get knock, knock, knock a ding out of something, like, do you really want a heavy ball peen hammer, even though it's the nicest ball peen, not ball peen, like the nicest claw hammer made? Right. Yeah. You, maybe you don't, you know, like if, like one of the things that you find out if you're ever doing anything with wood where you're hammering wood, if you use a regular hammer, it's going to destroy the end of that piece of wood. If you use a mallet, it won't. So like there's a yeah. right tool for the right job. And you know, the, it's going to be different for everybody. But for, back to the things thing, um, you know, understandably, these folks are, they don't want to charge a subscription. They want to charge a flat price. You pay it. Oh, yeah. You, you get do have it. to buy multiple things, don't you? And I'm, again, I'm okay yeah. with that too. No, no, no. I, I, I felt that when I, because I had gone just really quickly, like I've been using just task paper for years. And I finally was like, well, maybe I should, you know, it's it's silly of me if it's not in the test paper on a Mac is everything I want. And that's the problem is like, I, because I so love using the task paper app on a Mac, everything else has to fall in line with that, which is harder than it sounds. Um, and remember, I'm, I'm not talking about the task paper protocol. I'm talking about the task paper app. Right. There's not a, an easy way to sync that particular file in a way that lets me continue to use like 80% of it is I want to use task paper in the app on my Mac and the other uh, rest of it, I can mostly suck up right up to the point of, I need to open this in the equivalent of the terminal (laughs) and do this stuff manually. Like if it doesn't have buttons and stuff, like it's, that's not really an app, but you know, that's what led me back, back to OmniFocus. And honestly, OmniFocus is like, what do you say? It's the, what we used to call the Cadillac of, of that kind of app. It's, it really does have it all. They're constantly developing. It's support is incredible. Uh, I, I've done work with them in the past in terms of disclosure, but, um, but, but you, I was like, I, I'm going to take another dip back in. And yeah, I did find out OmniFocus is too much firepower for me. Sure. And to be honest, for like most too people. much possibly, but also it was just, I found myself not falling back into old habits, but being tempted by old habits, mm. which is that sort of, um, top-down approach, like you get a new app and you do all the top-down stuff. So like you get a new app, 
like for let's say contacts and you go like, Oh, I'm gonna start creating groups for my contacts or I'm going to do this. Like you start doing all of this stuff or you start the, one of the worst, I think personal for me, one of the most damaging is like, Oh, this is a thing that's all about tags. So I'm just going to go arbitrarily make up my own idea of like this whole tag system, my own personal taxonomy, like I'm a library scientist and then apply that to what I do. And it's like, you know what? I got to say for me, a way better way to do that is to start with what's on my plate right now. Again, what David Allen would call the runway level, the ground level. This is the stuff that's on my plate right now. Do those need tags? Well, you know, they don't, they need to be done. Don't spend time tagging it. If you can just get it done one minute rule, right. Or two minute rule, depending on who you follow with that. But, but, you know, but the, but the truth is like, you do need that. Like when I was doing more project managing stuff and had more like different plates to keep spinning, God, OmniFocus was such a game changer. And I don't, I don't imagine there's a better app, at least on the Mac, for letting you disappear into what you need to do, except mm-hmm. when you need to put your head out. But then that led me, you know, back to things. And there's a lot about things that drives me a little bit crazy, but it's I'm trying to lean into the constraints of things. And I think when one gets a little older and grows up a little bit, you discover there is a certain freedom in leaning into the constraints of whatever it is that you're using. Sure. Whether, wh- whether that involves like, if you can't get into the constraints of going camping, you're never going to like camping. Right. Hell, if you can't get into the constraints of being on a cruise ship, which I personally, I don't want to do, but like, you're not going to enjoy the cruise ship. Like find out what it's, what this is good at and then decide if, if you can also, and again, like me and ChatGPT, like we learn from each other. It's not great for everything. Like I, I never said that, but it is great for certain kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also have a little bit of a built-in check to go like, are you sure you're not trying to turn this into your everything app? Whatever that is. And if you find yourself doing stuff like coming up with a whole tag taxonomy instead of doing your work, well, I mean, I know you need to learn the app and stuff, but like if you're, you sometimes you need to stop building scaffolding and make a building. Yeah, very true. Well, so the issue that I have with this is where I do most of my to doing is usually on the iPhone or the iPad. And then I, I do a lot of organizing. Just capture in terms of capturing of, a, of an idea. I have an idea. So I have could a be thing you I in bed remembering something. It could be you coding and you just, maybe you Siri, right though. Yeah. But like you, we are or, talking or I'm in, I'm, I'm in the store and I'm checking off the things that were put on the list or okay. I'm checking off yeah. the things that I'm doing when I'm, you know, whatever. I'm doing those on the mobile devices more, but as far as like when I'm using it for things like project management or, or work related stuff, then it's on the Mac, but I need these things to sync up everywhere. And you know, so that's important, but there's so the way that it works. There's so few apps where the difference in interaction design between a touch device and a typing there are, I mean, it took me years really. It wasn't until really like last year that I fully, fully realized this partly because of this quest to like, God, can I just talk into the air and have it go somewhere and trust it and know it's there, but also not have it cloud up at my reminders app and, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, like everybody's different. Yeah. But like th- th- this, this, that's kind of when that really started to land on me is like, you know, as good as if, if you made this app for the Mac and just kind of like, I, I don't want to be unkind, but like there are, there are ample apps that are like, you can do everything with key commands on a Mac. Mm-hmm. And that really matters to me. And then when I'm on iOS, it's it's just all, because it has to be, it's all pointing and sliding and long pressing. And it really, it feels like I'm in some kind of like a sobriety test 
rather than being on the Mac where I don't really even have to look to make it work. And conversely, there are ones that I feel like really started with an interaction model. Maybe something like Clear is a good one. Clear was made to be used on a touch device. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, even for example, an app I love more than almost any other, like Overcast, like Overcast is just not as fun to use on a Mac because it's the interaction design is based on touch. Don't you feel like that starts coming up like pretty often is like oh, yeah. how much you have to adapt the way you think about this? Completely. Yeah, absolutely. For, some, and, for something you want, again, but importantly, for something you want to be friction-free. Very much friction-free. And so the, you know, the thing about this is the way that things pricing works, instead of having like a yearly fee of 20, 30 bucks, whatever, they have a one-time fee, but you pay for each uh, platform so it's 50 bucks for the mac it's 10 bucks for the iphone which comes with the watch complications and it's 20 bucks for ipad which does not include any of the complications obviously because you have to sync an apple watch with your phone um so in in order to get syncing across three platforms uh and using this on all three platforms which which syncing does work very yes. well you you would you would spend <laughs> you're you're in for what is that 80 80 dollars yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the thing is for me, because I'm using this a lot on like, let's say iPhone or iPad, I have to spend the money in order to try it out. And a bunch of people on threads suggested to me, they're like, well, you could buy it and then you can, you know, ask Apple for a refund and, and they'll refund you. And like, yeah, like I, I can do that, but I've heard that that's bad for the developer. And also like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy, like I do return stuff when I don't want to use it, but like, I hate the idea of like buying something and trying it and returning it because it wasn't right. But I, like, I feel like that's, you know, now you can download a free trial on the Mac, but that does not give well, you the same just, experience so as many, the other nothing devices. against things, but like, I, I've gone through this with a variety of apps in the last couple of years. Um, I think a, a really good recent example is, you know, I finally found something that does what I want, but like I, and I found different ways to approach this problem, but like what I, what I've really wanted in the last month of my, my dicey health is an app that will export. So like I get all my lab reports from like seven different logins. I get all of that in Apple health, which is great, but Apple health, like, what do you do with it in Apple health? Well, you click on, uh, Billy Rubin and it comes up and there's a chart and it doesn't remember what range you want to see and you can't compare it to something else and you can't find trend lines and you can't do any of the other things that you could do in Microsoft Excel in the 1980s. Fine, whatever. That's not what it's for. You're supposed to go look at your fitness rings and go, yay, look at me, I got rings. But like, I looked at so many different apps for exporting that stuff. There aren't that many, mm -hmm. but perhaps unsurprisingly, especially, there's probably a name for this in the industry, those kinds of apps you really only need once. Like there's those kinds of apps where you're like, I need an app that will help me take all of my stuff out of Letterboxd and import it into Tract, like what, like whatever it is. But like, I don't need, you don't need to do that like that many times, you know, maybe for some people it'll be like, oh, I just, there's this one Apple or like in my case, somebody who's mad at me because I like Spotify way more than Apple music. <laughs> like I like this music playlist, but like, how do I get that into Spotify? Well, there's free services for that, but. Perhaps unsurprisingly, if it is one of those, like, maybe you're not going to use this everyday apps, you can't really tell what, you can tell what it says it does. You can see the screenshots, but you don't really know if it's going to make what you need mm -hmm. until you've used it. And the problem is because of the way, and this is nobody's fault, but because of the way pricing has evolved <clears throat> to where we are now, 
It's sometimes very difficult because often what I need is an quote unquote, unquote, quote unquote advanced feature that you pay for. And it, it's, I guess, you know, it's, it's easy enough to subscribe and then cancel. I also feel weird doing that, Yeah, but but like, if you can't tell what it does without buying it, that gets expensive and frustrating really fast. Yes. And it does make you feel like kind of an idiot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what other option there is, but like, until you can really take that thing for a spin, how would you know if this can be the spine for your career? Well, yeah. And that's the whole thing is like, you know, you, you, you struggle with that. You can't use it. So like, I either have to not use it. Drop 80 bucks. Or I have to spend $80. And then if, if I don't like it, because I can like the idea of just having it on one of those devices, that's not how I'm going to use it. Like, that's not how I'm going to use it. So, uh, I've got to spend $80. And to the point where it's a little bit odd that they price it that way. Well, you know, for it's the longest little, like, time, not, you got I people. I understand. Like, you probably have an iPhone. You have an iPhone. You price that very competitively, right? And say, well, if you're the kind of person who buys iPhone apps, ten dollars is. A, I, I'm just guessing, mm-hmm. but like, I know for a lot of people, ten dollars on uh, for an iPhone app is a lot of money, like an unconscionable amount of money. Um, but if you're a Mac user, you're probably used to paying a little bit more for apps if you do buy apps. And I think that goes into the psychology of it is like, we're going to ask you for like a reasonable amount for this platform and for what you're used to. If you, if you go to a baseball game and a sports game and you want a bottle of water, it's going to be $6 and there's no room to dicker. Right. You either get the water or you don't because that's a baseball game and that's what a bottle of water costs. And you don't really have a lot of leverage over that unless you're extremely good at negotiating. Right. right. And that's kind of how it feels sometimes is where it's like, all I can do is try to guess if the taste of this app developer and the designer makes sense with me, but like, I won't even really know if it does what I want until I bought it, which is a bummer. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. And so I just haven't included that in my testing. Um, so long, long story short though, um, I, I don't, so far I haven't found one that I love. I feel like Todoist has the edge over TickTick only because it has a more. what all's in. Todoist is sort of, um, I'm always reminded of a wonderful app and platform called Remember the Milk. Hmm. Um, Todoist, Todoist, you can do a lot with it, right? I mean, it's like, and one of the, if I remember right, this is one that Federico's talked about a lot because it's pretty easily like you can make shortcuts for it and stuff, right? Isn't Todoist like famous for that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Features. Yeah, I, I remember finding it frustrating. But, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's so weird. It, in some ways, it almost reminds me of like being a Mac user in the 80s. And you know, the sort of like browbeating we would get from people who weren't on a Mac, whether that was, you know, you know, Unix or more often, obviously Windows. And they're like, I would look at people using Windows and I'd be like, I cannot believe you live in that world. Like that just looks so horrible. And with the start menu and everything and like, no, no, she no lemonade, but as somebody who only ever used a Mac until probably 2001, yeah, like full stop, I used a TRS 480. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, walk, walk me through everything you had. <laughs> well, okay, so my friend Sam got a TRS four. No, 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 he got a um. What is the TI TI ninety nine four A? He got a TI ninety nine four A in nineteen eighty four, which I think was already not a very good computer for the no. time. And we spent hours trying to figure out how to make player char- character sheets and trying to figure out how to make them cyan and stuff like that. And like right. that was my first really doing anything on a computer. 
And then short of word processing, typewriters and word processing, I didn't touch a Mac until the first time I touched a Mac in, that would be January, February, 1987, like early 86, 87. Right. And like, that's all I ever used. But I understood, I internalized that like Windows was the world. Like you could go into a 7-Eleven that had a Blimpies and pick up three different golf games from a spinner rack. Like there was shareware everywhere. Everything did all the things. The way it did it was just so heinous to me. It was so different, like as a whole platform and approach to thinking about user interface and user user experience, user design. Like it was just all so unpleasant to me. And I just remember, I don't know why I'm just ragging on Windows, but like I remember the feeling of like when I did finally have to start using Windows for work for Cold Fusion, I mean, it just didn't make sense to use do Cold Fusion on a Mac. It just yeah. it wasn't there. And the IDE with HomeSite was like so good. Um, but like I would, I never felt, apart from sometimes getting my fingers confused because I, for a brief time, I spent half of my time on these two platforms. Apart from sometimes getting control command, you know, confused, there was never a time where I went on the Windows machine and thought, oh, this this feels better. And there was always like, I always got on the Mac and went, oh yeah, this feels better. Mm -hmm. Just like there aren't that many people you know who came to Macs from Windows in particular who were like, oh, you know, it it would happen usually within a week. If somebody goes back to using Windows for something and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is what I used to use. (laughs) And each of these apps has its own like editorial approach and some feel like really sort of top heavy and like interface heavy and interaction heavy and like, like it's still, I've said this before on here, it probably makes no sense to anybody but me. It's so frustrating to me how many things in my life take three clicks. And I, I, I will consider, I will curse the listener by saying, if you, especially if you use an iPhone, start noticing how many things in your life take three clicks. And there's the obvious ones, like, you know, go to a page, click a thing, new, like there's all that. There's just so many things. Like think about almost anything with sharing using the share oil of like, I just want to send this to Instapaper. The key command stuff, I don't know how people live without having all those key commands. I understand that this that is a touch interface, but it is a it's such a different mindset. We you know what? This is probably something worth picking up because I yeah. wrote down several things I'd like to talk to you about. Um, yeah, I think including, so too. I would love to talk more, not today, but about the problem of organization and not just my greatest hits about going to the container store like a like a cuck but just this, that whole idea of what it is that we're organizing and why and for myself the as a just a quick hint like and i think it sounds like this is something you, you might face sometimes is like it's one thing to think about this it's another thing to overthink this and like it's pretty easy to get to where like you're thinking so much about getting organized that you've kind of stopped thinking about your life <laughs> right about what you're actually trying to do and i i go through this with my wife because she's so much more visual than mm-hmm. i am about things mm-hmm. i'm like i will live in total squalor and clutter because as i've said to, on so many occasions i think almost everything you do more than once a day you should be able to do it in the dark with one hand and there's so many things that if she's the one in charge of making this like look good and be tidy, like a person, like there's so much stuff where I have to lift a plate to get a plate. Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy. Yeah. And that's how it feels sometimes when you go from a Mac to iOS is you're like, there's so many plates I have to lift to get this to work. But the organization part, it's so easy to unintentionally detach from what you actually do, how you actually do. Because you get so focused on organization as this 
sort of abstract, perhaps slightly idealized idea that like for me, how many years did I spend just moving things to nicer new boxes without ever thinking about whether I needed to have it at all? And like, that's why to me, a bottom-up approach can be so valuable. It's the to-do list equivalent of my belief that when you start a wiki, like everything should be on one page for a really long time because creating stubs is fun, but creating stubs does not a wiki make. Like, right. what is all that stuff for? Right. Like, wh- how would this link, this first link be beneficial? And like, again, but you know, you could see that with Obsidian. Like Obsidian, huge attractive nuisance for me. It's so powerful. And then I realized, oh, I can have categories and this has AI integration and it has, um, you know, the views table and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, dude. Like you're organizing, you're learning so much about making your own bespoke plastic boxes. Like, and I'm not even saying like, get back to work. Cause like there is an element of sharpening the saw to all of these things. You've got to do these things, but that has to be part of a wholesome process Otherwise, you end up learning a system that is disconnected from how your brain works, and that's no good. Wow, that's a pretty good one there. Honoring my pivot table. Yeah. So, um, you, you, it's your topic, and I took it over. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to sign off with? What's the cliffhanger you want to leave people with on your journey? Dan? Well, the cliffhanger, I guess, is. And by the way, Obsidian, like I had been that my my topic. You can use it for everything. My topic for the next show was going to be talking about like those kinds of apps, whether it's FS notes or obsidian or bear or uh, notes, that. notes itself, because I have been testing these for a year. I would talk about that anytime. Um, so, you know, and I thought I, FS notes was the answer to my dreams. It's not, it's not, it's an Island. Yeah. It's still an Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot you can do with a good Island, but like, I don't need another way to get to things that are on iCloud. Quite right. the contrary. Like I either need a lot of stuff to change about where stuff can live. That's not just Dropbox or whatever, but like, I don't need another thing that, that is in my files app. Like, I'm good for that. Like what I need is like these fully integrated fast as shit apps mm-hmm. that I don't have to worry are getting synced up with all these places and I don't get conflicted copy seven. Yeah. That's a pain too. You know, and like, do, do you want an app that's that where you just, the files are saved as files in iCloud or Dropbox or some other system or where the app itself and like, is and responsible have you re-examined for syncing? Why that matters. <sighs> like there was that time when like on Entourage, Entourage used to, which is a great app, I have to say, for what it was. Um, but Entourage would create this, like in my case, a two gigabyte file that sat in my tilde folder, right? That had all my mail in it. And it was mm. just this one big thing and it could crash. It could get corrupted. You could usually get it back, but like, you know, kind of different from the way Eudora worked and certainly different from the whatever Mbox or uh, <clears throat> IMAP styles of all those things. But like, I, I like to periodically check in and say, well, of course I want these all to be in separate files, whether that's in drafts or like what virtual files sort of with drafts. But you know what I mean? Like, have you re-examined this tentpole feature that makes you reject other things? Or can you look at like, this is, I think this is a good one to leave on. I think it's valuable to, valuable to do a couple things on this journey. And if you don't know what this journey is, you're probably happy in your relationships. But but if you do know this journey, you know that there's a couple parts to this, if you're being honest, or yeah. if I'm being honest with myself. One of those is, yeah, I need the tools to do this, but also have I really updated my idea of who I am versus who I think I am versus who I'd like to be? Because certainly I want my tools to support who I'd like to be, but how often do I still have these baked in ideas that go back to 1987 right. that I have not really fully reinterrogated in light of the available tools and how I work. 
And, you know, how many times over the years have you heard people say, like, I've got to have a real computer? And I still love my real computer. QED, talked about it a lot this time. But, like, if I'm trying to get something that's going to work great on iOS or iPad OS or Apple TV for that matter, like, I need to let go of that yeah. and say, these are different kinds of things. And maybe there's something to be said for iOS first in certain kinds of things. If it really is all about speed and integration and shortcuts and widgets and all of that kind of stuff, well, maybe that's where to start and then figure out how to satisfy. Right, right, uh, right. When you're back on a Mac, it really varies. But if you have not updated your old assumptions and have not updated your your honest reckoning of who you are and how you live and work, mm-hmm. that's going to be a difficult thing to accomplish. Right tool for the right job. Right tool. Um, that's it, man. Well, we we covered it pretty good, huh? Yeah, I think so. Hey, thanks to HelloFresh for uh for uh supporting the program. Yeah. Thanks, They're guys. an old new sponsor, right? They're kind of an old sponsor, kind of a new, new sponsor. New old stock, yes. Hmm, hmm. Like, like, like how you can't stop kissing your ex that uh, <laughs> smells like Marlboro's, right? <laughs> oh exactly. Yes. You, That's you exactly what I was like thinking. Marlboro's. Of. You did that in yeah. ni- 1988. 1988. Hold on, pinch. Hold on, squeeze my neck. Hurt my neck. Hurt my neck in 1988. And with that offensive comment, I'll say, <laughs> let's button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>